Welcome back to Stop the Bus podcast. This is episode 29. I am your host, Mark Harris, back recording with you. And I'm joined by my co-host, Colton Dodgson, who missed last week. Uh, Colton, how's it been? Hey, how are you, Mark? Pretty good. I'm um, just more impressed that you're, you're still keeping track of what number we're on in terms of episodes. I, I got it on the sheet. That's the only way I remember. That's good. That's impressive stuff. Uh, but yeah, just happy to be back with you, Mark. You know, I'm, uh, I'm a last one in, first one out type of guy. So I have a spotty, uh, a spotty attendance track record on this show. And for that, I'm sorry, but, um, it, it's quality, not quantity. And I feel like every time I'm on this show, Mark, it, uh, it, it exceeds your expectations. Totally. Of course. Yeah. Of course. That's what you do. All right. Well, I do feel. Oh, I'm sorry. I, there was just one what were you elephant in the room. An elephant in the room aside from myself. Uh, I, I do have to address the balloons behind me. Um, I just realized those were in the shot. It's still haunting. Uh, I've dreamt about the game for the last two. It, it honestly feels like a fever dream. And you were there with me. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's weird. And I, I, that may have had something to do with uh, well, yeah, you, you, you were around me. You know how I was feeling. That could have had something to do with it. Um, but it just doesn't feel real. And I'm haunted. Yeah. I'm haunted. It's so. never fun, but this show is not going to be about recapping the Super Bowl because if you're going to us for a Super Bowl recap, I feel sorry for you. Uh, we are going to touch on some ASU news first that actually has relevant, uh, a possible relevant outcome to this season and then talk about uh kind of what's going on with the negotiations between uh the Pac-12 and its potential media partners. Uh and that second part will dominate most of the show, but I do want to get into one thing that came out today uh from on 3 and it was written by Pete either Nakos or Nakos, I don't know. I'll just say Pete Nakos uh from on 3 reports Jaden Rashada set to enroll in March and will join ASU for spring practice. He's supposed to join, uh, officially enroll at ASU on March 13th, and that'll be good enough to get him into spring practice. And the reason why this is important is because it, it wasn't sure that that uh, was going to be the case. And, you know, for whatever, you know, you know, Bob Smith, freshman quarterback out of, you know, Pasadena, wh- who cares, you know, whatever. But it's Jaden Rashada. And, you know, all the he was the crown jewel of the signing class, has very high level potential, as Florida Boosters uh, (laughs) definitely thought. Um, And he will be in practice for um, ASU spring football, which was not not a guarantee at all. So I think this is huge. If if you're an ASU fan out there and you are dead set on Rashada starting, this next year, and you don't want it to be Bourget or Pine or Conover or whoever, this is fantastic news for you because this gives Rashada a chance to compete in spring, learn the playbook, you know, all the benefits that playing in spring football would bring. What did you, what do you think of him enrolling in spring? Right. Well, you know, I'm, I'm the face of logic on this show, right? And I'm, uh, I'm somebody who, 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 
uh, well, well, you get caught up in the in the clouds, Mark, and you start getting excited. I, I bring our audience back down to earth and give them the facts. And these are the facts. These are what's uh, th- this is what's important about this news. Uh, Rashada gets to campus just in time for his first spring break at Spring Break University. Uh, that's important. I think Number spring break four. at AC was like the first week of March, though. Oh, okay. I, for some reason, I thought it was at the end. It depends. Either way, uh, spring break season at Spring Break University. SZN. And, uh, he gets to frequent zips now that he, it's clearly why he chose ASU. Now he'll be near zips. Um, and I think those two things are extremely important. All all the stuff you said too, of course, competing for a job and all those things, but, um, there's other wrinkles to this that I feel we'd be remiss if we didn't acknowledge, and that's why I'm here. Of course. Super, the the uh, super important stuff. Right. Um, okay, but from a football perspective, what do you think of oh, Rashad? Yeah, I, I feel like you should be more clear with your questions. Uh, absolutely. He's here all night, folks. Yeah. We talked about it um, on the last show that I was on, I feel like two, it was two weeks ago, um, and we kind of talked about this arc where – you know, maybe Rashada doesn't start the first season and, and kind of takes that unofficial redshirt year where he's learning and, and him and Dillingham are growing together. Um, and, and maybe Pine wins the job to, to start. But with this news, with Rashada, uh, enrolling in time for spring ball and, and all of these other things, uh, one, it makes the spring game really exciting, right? That's something that, uh, yeah. um, Dillingham was was really emphasizing bringing back that spring game after Pat's run. Uh, it makes that really exciting because you're probably going to get to see Rashad play at this point. Uh, but two, that could, that spring game could be taking place in the middle of a quarterback competition that Rashada um, could be, you know, a leader in, right? Which you know, if if he enrolls. At the beginning of next year, who knows where he's at and how much time he's had, all of these things. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is it gives him more time to get acclimated um, and and learn what he needs to do to possibly win this job and, and take it right out of the gate, uh, right. which would probably be upsetting for Drew Pine. But uh, that's how it goes. And at the very least, you're going to get a guy who, who's battle-tested because this – competition is is going to be um i think pretty fierce in terms of who wins this job yeah totally and i love the point about the spring game uh i i love the point about the spring game um yeah kind of pause for a sec but uh like i was saying the spring game um that's you know that's a for the very casual asu fan if you hear oh rashad is going to be there okay i'll swing by you know but um, not that that's some huge thing in the grand scheme of things. But uh, and I, I think another thing for Rashada is you heard in his recruitment uh, or not his recruitment, just as a high school player, he's not like built, you know, he's not like going to come in and just like hit the weight room and be like a, a badass right away. Like he clearly needs to put on some pounds, which is normal. And the thing is, like most freshman quarterbacks, there's no expectation of them even starting. So they're just, you know, they're just going to redshirt and put on weight and whatever and get readjusted to college. With him, it's like, oh, he's actually good. He may be the best player anyway. 
so that is helpful. Um, and I mean, I, I think for me, like, I personally don't really care who starts. Like, I just want them, to, I just want Dillingham to be comfortable and put the best player on the field, you know? And well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and now that Rashada is going to be there, I think you can feel even more confident that the guy who wins the job is going to be the best player because there are so many capable guys in this competition now. Rashada yes. being there for as long as he will have been there, whoever comes out ahead in this battle will have absolutely earned it. And I think that's the important part. 100%. And, like, it would suck if, like, well, maybe it would suck, but, like, if, let's say, Bourget or Drew Pine, let's just say in a different reality, Rashada doesn't go to spring practice. He's, for whatever reason, he's still in high school, or whatever it is. Uh and then Pine or Bergay wins it, but Rashad is clearly like coming on by the end of spring practice. Well, then if you're Dillingham, it's like okay, mate, you can see that Rashad has this upward trajectory, but for game one, it's like well, I, I need to win games. Like I can't just put Rashad on on the field game one if he's clearly not at all ready. But with with him coming in spring, it's like okay, like they'll have all the information they need by the time kickoff is, you know. You know, Mark, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. So, I'm happy about that. Uh, and I think it'll just be good to just – I feel like once he's on campus, all the all the noise about his recruitment – and there's a lot of interesting reporting out there too, so this isn't like anything disparaging that, but just all the media coverage, everything about him and Jaden Rashad and the Florida NAL deal, this and this and this, it – it all just kind of goes away because it's like, okay, he's at ASU. He's battling in spring practice. You know, it's over. So in that sense, I like it too. But, uh, yeah, anything you want to add on this before we kind of shift? No, just the exciting stuff. There's always that sort of inclination, especially in this landscape of college football recruiting, where it's like until the guy is enrolled, he's physically standing on campus. You can't get too excited. Um, so to have him enrolling early, for him to be showing up for spring ball, he will at the very least wear an ASU jersey for one season. Um, and I think that is, that is, better. that is exciting because yeah. given for better or worse, this, and, and, and he's an outstanding football player and all of those things. Um, but he's also, one of the more prominent names of this era of college football because of what happened at Florida with his NIL yeah. deal, which will bring more notoriety to ASU. I feel like people are going to want to watch this guy. What happens with this guy yeah. want to see him succeed because of what happened um, with this, you know, empty promise that was made, whatever it was, uh, which puts more eyes on ASU's football program, which, which is good. And if, you know, Rashada is steps on campus and is just a star out of the gate, then we're in good shape there too. But either way, we talked about it. Whoever wins this competition will have absolutely earned this competition. Um, and I think that's, that's the best thing about it. Right. What you just said kind of prompted two things in my head. Number one is think about where we as ASU fans were this time last year rolling into spring football. Where instead of it's like, oh, Rashad is going to be there. It's like, oh, my gosh, who's going to transfer? Like, what? Like what's going to happen? Like, you know, right, right. and 
And the other yeah. thing that pops into my head when you mention Rashada, is Jaden Rashada going to be like a top five most famous ASU football player in the last 20 years? Just as of right now, just because of how many people know who he is from something he hadn't even done on the football field. And I, I yeah. wait, you cut out. You said he was the most what? Oh, like could could Rashada end up being not? I'm sorry, not end up being like as of today, is Jaden Rashada one of the most famous ASU football players of the last 20 years? Even though he hasn't even played, it's just all the all of his recruitment. You know, it's just kind of a weird. Thing, in terms of like, like national, nationally recognized, yeah. Because like, think about it, like who's who, who's got who's getting more attention in like for their college football career, Brandon Ayuk or Jaden Rashada? Yeah, I don't think anybody can even tell you Ayuk played at ASU. Exactly. Yeah, unless you were like a Pac- <laughs> Yeah, unless no, you like no. were a Pac-12 fan, yeah. you would know Ayuk, but. Like, it's not like he was some, he, like, he kind of came on later in the draft process, too. He wasn't, like, branded as first, future first round pick the whole time. And then he right. becomes a first exactly. round pick and is, like, the best current ASU player in the NFL. And so it's, like, it's weird right. how that, yeah. In terms so, of, like, where they're at right now, Rashada has a ton of national notoriety, um, for, for unfortunate circumstances, but still, it's there. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's an interesting thought. Definitely. I'd say Ayuk is right there too, but uh, it's crazy where Rashad is at without uh, even stepping on the field. Well, like, I, like Nikhil Harry was higher just because, like, Nikhil Harry was more like a college star than Ayuk uh-huh. was. Even though they, but even though Ayuk's been better in the NFL. And, but it, it's just like, it's just how sometimes, like, guys fly under the radar and other guys get too much hype and, you know, the recruiting aspect of it too. Because I, I just came from a JUCO. So, uh, anyway, I, I just want to kind of talk that out. So, hopefully, Rashada loves the March Arizona weather. In February, it hasn't been exactly perfect all the time, uh, like today and yesterday. But most of the time, it's good. Um, anyway, I wanted to get to some more non-specifically uh, football stuff and media deal stuff, which I know everyone loves. Uh, but this stuff is very important to the future of ASU. And there's been a few kind of driplets of news over this past week. We are recording on a, maybe driplet isn't the right word, but yeah, uh, sure. What's a driplet? yeah. Um, a few uh, nuggets of news over the go. past week. Uh, <laughs> we're recording on Wednesday. Today's Wednesday, right? Yeah, Wednesday, February 15th. So this is as of Wednesday, February 15th, we're saying all this. but um, And it started on Monday. So previous to this Monday, there had been speculation uh, about the Pac-12 nearing its end to this media deal. You had George Klyovkov go to an SMU basketball game. There's a lot of reports of San Diego State and SMU being the two teams that end up being added. And on Monday... Pac-12 Conference tweets out joint statement from the 10 Pac-12 Conference board members, which are the 10 university presidents. This is, quote, the 10 10 Pac-12 universities look forward to consummating a successful media rights deal or deals in the very near future. Based upon positive conversations with multiple potential media rights partners over the past weeks, we remain highly confident in our future growth and success as a conference 
and united in our commitment to one another. So, first of all, uh, there's like two ways to read that statement. And, and if you go to that statement on Twitter, people are dunking on it like crazy because it's the tip, it, it's the typical dreaded vote of confidence, right? But what, I guess when I look at that, why would the 10 Pac-12 presidents release something like that all for the conference just to blow up two weeks later, you know? So I, maybe it just means, like, the our potential partners want to know for sure that we are locked in together, right? Um, because there's all these rumors of ASU and U of A wanting to go to the Big 12, which – as an ASU fan, I feel like I'll get into like my preferences later, but I feel like in reality, it doesn't seem like it just it. <laughs> there aren't any ASU reporters that are like, oh, yeah, it, this is about to happen soon. Um, so that's one thing. But just Colton, when you saw that statement, um, what did you think? Yeah, I kind of liked what you said in terms of showing, you know, media entities, whatever it is that they remain focused and dedicated to the Pac-12, whatever it is, Pac-10, whatever you want to call all this. Um, Maybe also showing those schools like SMU and and San Diego State that, you know, they're not boarding a a sinking ship, whatever it is, right, just for, you know, whoever it was who was the Big Ten was looking – or whoever – I can't remember what was happening. I think it was Cal and uh, one other school. There, or maybe there was four schools. Do you know what I'm talking about? Right. Or well, there was, like four there was rumors of, like, if the Big Ten were to expand more west, they would grab Washington, Oregon, and the Bay Area schools. Right, right. That's what I was Because they thinking. fit, oh. like, academically and, like, institutionally, they fit as Big Ten schools. But that hasn't happened, and it doesn't seem like the Big Ten is going to expand this this uh, this round of media negotiations. Yeah, so that that would be well down the road, which I exactly. mean, it wouldn't really make sense. Um, but I don't know, maybe just putting out that I that, that perception of like we're still in this. This isn't. It, it's it's strange. I don't, it seems like a very vague kind of just like, yeah, this is what like you're. I, I don't. It's hard to explain. Like I'm reading this and I'm like, okay, yes, uh, you should be looking forward to consummating successful media rights deals. Right. Um, you should remain highly con- – it's kind of just, like, very vanilla in the sense yes. that, like, these are all of the things that should already be, like, implied. Like, I don't know why you had to say this. Yes, it's yeah, and that's mean, that's what draws all the questions. Right, which means, like, the fact that you even have to say this is, like, that's where the doubts come in a little bit. 100%. Right. And that that's kind of what I'm thinking about it. It's like, how do I even interpret this because it's so vanilla? I'm like, what does this even mean? Um, but maybe that's what they felt. That that's why they felt they had to put that out. Right? It's like, right. we have well, to reassure part- people that we are still focused on the things that like everybody thinks we're already focused on. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so a part of me just thinks that like. It's 10, let's be real, these are conference presidents, or school presidents. That These are the people who make the decisions, okay? It's not people on Twitter, not fans who want things to happen. It's conference, or, God, I keep saying conference. School presidents. And the Pac-12 school presidents, look, they obviously, like, aren't super in tune with 
like Twitter and all the, all this stuff, you know, and what I think it's just kind of a bad PR thing by the PAC 12 where it's like, Oh, we're just going to send out a statement. And uh, then all these people will know that we're sticking together. And, but in like sports Twitter world, people see that as like, they see so many releases like that over the years and they think, Oh, you know, they sent out a release school X sent out a release like that. And then a week later, their head coach was fired and it's it, it but yeah, I just think that that's my um, solution isn't the right word, but thought on that statement is like, I actually do think that they're getting closer to a media deal actually being done. And they're just their attempt with this statement is like, hey, we're going to try to calm the waters uh, and with this statement. And in, in their mind, they're like, oh, everyone will read this and they'll see that we're committed and yada, yada. And then people read it. And they think, oh, the Pac-12 is about to explode and U of A and Arizona State are off to the Big 12 and this and that. And maybe that happens. You know, I, we don't know. That could happen. But I think yeah. this is and like the Pac-12 presidents. I, I, I think it's them being like tone deaf and just not thinking pe- – thinking people would just be like, oh, they're going to stick together. Um, but since they don't really like – care about the social media narrative or whatever and i mean think about this like if you're the president of freaking stanford or university of washington you have these billion dollar budgets are they like super like like i I, obviously they want to get this tv deal done but it's not going to be the only thing that's on their plate you know um so that's that's just my thought with it i think it's more of like a just a bad look than it is Oh yeah, in, in two weeks we're not going to get any partners, and the conference is going to fold. You know, right? Yeah, and that's what I mean. I think that's kind of the interpretation that we're talking about. Is like this. I mean, everybody's kind of like the fact that you would put this out is kind of your way of saying that like you're aware that yes. things aren't as good as they. There's there's an awareness that things aren't where they need to be because you're putting this out. Right? right. That's kind of what seems to be like trying to read the, the tea leaves a little bit. Um, is that the expression? Reading I think so. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. We'll go with that. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, that seems to be everybody's interpretation. It is a weird statement. I don't know why you need to put it out. That's sort of just like things that are implied that should be right. happening. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's caused if we're in PR 101, right? Um, I would file this under ways to drum up public concern and not a very effective strategy for easing anybody's minds. Right. Right. So, yeah. So, and again, I mean, maybe, maybe that this really is on, you know, the edge of a cliff and it's all about to go kaput. Um, I just don't think, especially you have the 10 schools releasing it. I just don't think that all of a sudden means, and again, I say this could be wrong, but um, having them all together, just saying, "Hey, we're committed." It sound it, it looks really bad, like it does, but it's just I, I don't think uh, um, it looks really bad. But would would they really like send out a statement and? coordinate it all if they like 
if they really did have concerns about teams leaving, I don't think they would send out that statement, you know, because then they would just be setting themselves up to look really bad. Sorry, I was just looking through the the next tweet. The the CBS and Turner are currently no longer involved, and one of the one of the replies is is Spike TV still around? <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna get to. Um, yeah. Today. <laughs> so yeah, Brett McMurphy, CBS and Turner, and that's a good reply. CBS and Turner are currently no longer involved in Pac-12 media rights negotiations. Sources told Action Network HQ and. Like with this, there's two ways of looking at it. Is it, or is it nobody wants Pac-12 and Pac-12 rights at all and it's all going to explode soon? Or does it mean this is actually like the wheels are in motion and they're just not, they're just got better offers from other companies, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, and then there, there's obviously the, you know, the, uh, the factor of like third party deals coming in or, or, uh, or third party networks kind of like an right. Amazon or so. Obviously it wouldn't be Amazon, but like these other smaller networks coming in and these streaming platforms coming in, it's kind of like an era where like YouTube, t- YouTube TV and Google win the Sunday ticket and all these other things, right? Um, maybe the Pac 12 gets a little creative with where they go with their rights and they don't go to a typical like network uh, well, yeah. company. So I, I don't know. Well, it's the, the two big rumored ones are ESPN and Amazon. Um, and, you know, I, I heard this brought up. I, for, I forget who this week, but <coughs> excuse me. One thing that could be slowing this down is Amazon. Like it's not like, like apparently the big 12 basically just re-upped with its current, with its existing partners Pac-12 not doing that. It's it's you know it's a different type of media company, and so therefore that may take longer in uh, negotiations. Definitely, that is an interesting point. Um, I'm trying to think. So Turner would have been like TNT, that sort of thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So. To me, like, you know, at first when you see that tweet, it's like, oh, no, like, you you just get panicked because it's like, oh, like, what does this mean? But then you just think about it. It's like the fact that it's official that CBS and Turner are currently no longer involved in Pac-12 media rights negotiations. That means they were. Sorry. (laughs) Autoplay. Autoplay gets us again. No, but the fact that yeah. it, it's reported as are currently no longer involved in Pac-12 media rights negotiations, that means at one point they were involved, and maybe the Pac-12 got a better offer. Who knows? So I, again, I'm choosing to look at that as like, okay, I think this is actually, things are coming into place. Um, and because we hadn't heard it, I think the only one that we'd seen that wasn't was Fox. So, uh, you know, maybe again, maybe it means they're screwed and nobody wants them. But um, until I see the one that says ESPN and Amazon aren't interested, then then I'll be worried. Uh, and I think one thing, like it's not it, it's not like this process has been amazing for the Pac-12, right? It's obviously this is obviously taking way longer than anyone thought. 
And initially, Klyopkov, I think it was reported, wanted to get $40 million per school. And that's that was just too ambitious. And so when you lower it, then that makes things um, – it, it, it makes things look more underwhelming. But even with all of that, even with all of the hassles and hurdles, it just seems like actually like teams actually leaving the Pac-12 for the Big 12 – because it's not like they're going to get way more money than they would here. And it's not like a lot of these schools, like a- ASU, like they like being aligned in, in like the same conference as Stanford and Cal, you know, and, and Washington. Because um, remember, these are university presidents that make these decisions, not fans, you know. And I think people, a lot of people really struggle with that. Because they just look at this strictly from like a sports perspective, you know. Yeah, definitely. You're you're summing it up, Mark. I don't have a whole lot to add here. I mean, it's it's a pretty convoluted, and we talked about this from the beginning. All of this that is great. Stuff yeah. is, like I I I just don't even know what to even add to any of this. It's like we'll see. As as long as it, and then I'm sure this isn't even. When would this even kick in? These these riots. We're so it's, it would be summer of twenty twenty four after. Yeah. So so after this season. Uh, right be after all of next year. Academic okay. hill. So all right, um, and that's when that's when USC and UCLA are officially set to join the Big Ten, uh, Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC, and that's also when the twelve team playoff starts. You're right. Okay. So all these things are happening. They're all going to kind of come together at the same point. Okay, that makes sense. And then in terms of like, so the, let's say the Pac-12 sells their rights to whoever it is, right? It's Apple TV for the sake of argument or right. for the sake of this hypothetical. They sell it to Apple TV. Does that mean when you log on to Apple TV, that's where the Pac-12 games are going to be? Or is it like you're still going to see the Pac-12 after dark or whatever on ESPN and, and Pac-12 Network is still going to have some games, but Apple TV is the bulk of the games. Like, what is even being purchased here? Well, that's – yeah, that's a good – and I'm not – you know, look, I, I don't have all the answers to that, but that's, – That's what's confusing to me because I'm like, I is the Pac-12 Network just going to, like, only show baseball and, like, a couple bass? Like, what, what, what even happens to that entity? Yeah, that I don't know. But when I think in terms of right elsewhere, I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like none of this really like what is what is being purchased? <laughs> well, it's it's like the football. It's it's really for a lot of it. It's the football like inventory. Um, And okay. basically with your Apple TV question, like some of the games would be on Apple TV. And then some might be on ESPN, you know, in the same way. Currently, some games are on FS1. And some games are on, right. yeah. So it, it it and and the whole like, I don't again. I'm not an expert at this, but like it's all like how, who gets how much, you know? Okay, that's what I was gonna ask. Is this just like selling a piece of the pie essentially, or is this like scrapping what they currently have and and revamping these rights? This well, I think it's a it's a mix of. Both, but you're selling a different slice of the pie to each individual media partner. Okay. 
and okay, and also sense. like I th- like certain games will be worth more than other games, you know. Like yeah. Washington, like whoever, like if you're bidding on the Pac-12, you want to have the Washington versus Oregon game, right? Right. You want to have the rivalry games. You want to have Utah versus Washington or Utah versus Oregon or, you know, what have you. All, all these different things. Those are the higher level ones. But um, it, it's just it's just okay. how it gets all divided. That that's the simplest way I understand it. So. So when they say a package, you're talking about different media companies. Yeah owning a piece of broadcasting rights. So the Pac-12 yeah. network will probably still be in the mix in some capacity, regardless of what happens. Yeah, or like maybe like Amazon buys that and puts – I don't know how that will work, but um, – I just wish it would go away. Oh, same. Well, so. if, if, if all the Pac-12 network stuff was just on Amazon, that would be great because then – you just watch it on Amazon. <laughs> you know? That would be great. That would be great. So, I don't know. I don't know how the Pac-12 came up. This network came up with the business model that we should be available on as fewest on the fewest amount of plans possible. Like, you well, I don't think that was their business it. model. Like, well, I like think how was, has this even happened? <laughs> well, they. I, yeah. I. I don't know if it. I, I think they wanted to be everywhere, but for whatever reason, they couldn't get on Directv. I think that it was, and so, and not YouTube TV and all these weird, like, they couldn't get, I don't know, you know, so I don't think it, I think initially they, Larry Scott wanted it to be, like, on every channel, but for whatever reason, they weren't able to do that, um, and because they did it independently, too. It's not like the Big Ten Network or the SEC Network or the ACC Network where it's partnered with ESPN or Fox, so. Yeah, but um, I want to touch touch on one thing, um, one thing more, and um, it this might like quell some of the Big Twelve taking Pac twelve teams because Big Twelve Commissioner Brett Yormark um, he went on the Canzano and Wilner podcast, which is. The, the, John Canzano and John Wilner are the two foremost Pac-12 like reporters. Like John Wilner broke USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. Canzano uh, has a lot of stuff, and so Klavkov says on on the interview. Uh, I haven't listened to the podcast, but on John Canzano's site, he says uh, we're not going after the Pac-12. The Pac-12's not going after us. George and I have a good relationship. The media has turned it into something different. So he also started, I didn't read the whole thing, but he started, I just kind of, I just want to kind of go on the record. No one is fighting. I have a great relationship with George. We have a collegial relationship. I've known George for years, yada, yada. And then he gets to the end where he says, we're not going after the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is not going after us. Um, you know, maybe that's the end of it, you know. Uh, but I think people are also just so like wired to just not believe anything in conference realignment because everyone's, you know, cloak and dagger. But seeing that today, I don't, I think it would be really odd to, to go on a different podcast and say, Hey, nothing's going to happen. And then for something to happen, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it could just be like, there's so much of that. You can't really take anything that's said in sports by anybody in a position of authority at like face value. 
right? Exactly. Yeah. There's, there's, there's always some sort of like smoke screen to try to hide what's actually going on. Um, but you're right. This would look really bad if <laughs> the, ultimately what happens is they just, they end up, uh, you know, a, a big 12 school ends up going, or the big 12 ends up taking some, some pac whatever happens, right? Essentially, yeah. if, if the opposite of what, what he says happens, then it's going to look really bad. But are they really concerned with like the optics of that? Does that even really matter? I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't, I mean, we can take it at face value for now, right? Like we kind of have to, right. but if anything happens, I would not be shocked. I guess that's no. kind of my, my uh my assessment of of what was said true and yeah that's that's yeah the only thing with me is like this wasn't him like asked like a media scrum this was him going on a west coast podcast and saying i want like let's put this on like i just want to kind of go on the record no one is fighting we're not going after the pac-12 pac-12 is not going after us like you said, of course, this could be a smoke screen, screen. This could be BS. But I just find it hard to believe that he's going out of his way to record a podcast and saying all this, you know? Right. And I, I think the only other thing uh, with, with this is if you look at the section directly above on the fighting between the Pac-12 and the Big 12, it says, I'm not targeting anyone specifically. I've been saying it. I've been pretty transparent and intentional that we'd like the, that fourth time zone to create more value for our media partners. Would I like to be a national conference in all the different time zones and from a geography standpoint have our Big 12 flag all over the country 100%? We'll see where we end up. So I don't think he's like, you know, he's still very interested in trying to true make the, the Big 12 a national brand. And if that's his goal and the opportunity comes to, to poach a Pac-12 school, it doesn't really sound like he's going to blink because of his relationship with Kleofkov. Right. I, I agree with you there. I guess my thing with that is maybe that's like if the Pac-12 can't get this media deal done, then we'll come in. Right. 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 That's or maybe point. he's talking about like Boise and Fresno State, you know. Yeah, he could be talking about schools that aren't in the Pac-12. Right. That, that's I mean, that's a that's a great point, too. It's, it could be nobody in the Pac-12. Right. Um, but I'm just saying, like, you're, you're absolutely right that if that media right, if the negotiations with the media rights kind of fall apart, uh, I don't think anybody's going to blink in terms of trying to scoop some of these schools up who might be frustrated. Yeah, totally. Well, um, that's pretty much all I wanted to touch on. Um, I do have actually, uh, just since you weren't on last show, uh, what do you think about potentially adding San Diego State and SMU? I think it makes a ton of sense. I think we talked a lot about um, the Pac-12 kind of moving further uh, further east, right, into, like, the Texas region and things like that. Um, obviously, California, it's a market that would seamlessly fit into the Pac-12. SDSU has been a uh, successful program. You know, nationally, they're, they're usually, regardless of, of where they end up in, you know, season standings and things like that, they're competitive at the very least. They've, I mean, they contend, they, they play Pac-12 schools tough. It wouldn't be something where they'd come in and just be a punching bag. I think they'd hold their own. 
Um, and then same with, same with SMU. That program is a program that seems to be trending upward, right? Um, so those two schools seem like pretty seamless fits, not only geographically, but in terms of being a competitive fit and being a school that can come in and, and hold its own. Like I, like I said, and not just kind of roll over, like, um, you know, yeah, the yeah. UCLA is probably going to have to do in the Big Ten. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, a San Diego State point is like they'll walk into the conference and they'll be the second best men's basketball program, like immediately. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Which is kind of sad, but that's where we are in Pac-12 and men's hoops. Uh, but right, and, and I mean, even if we're thinking just football too, both of those programs can come in and and yeah. probably be middle of the pack at like the most and they're like right off the bat in terms yeah. of like caliber, right? They wouldn't come in and just be bottom dwellers that you know, they're kind of just there. They would come in and be competitive programs from a football standpoint. And then you said it SDSU would come in and be um kind of a, a staple for the college basketball lineup, right? Yeah. It, it would be it would be almost an upgrade. Well never mind. I, I was thinking yeah. USC I was thinking USC and then I was UCLA, I was like, no, never mind. <laughs> um, but it, it's not a bad, let me rephrase, it's not a bad consolation to replace uh, a USC or UCLA with a school like SDSU, right? Um, it's, I mean, losing UCLA sucks in terms of, like, caliber and everything like that. But, um, yeah, San Diego State's a, a good program, and I think they'd be seamless fits geographically and yeah. competitively. For sure. And that new, that new stadium in San Diego is insane. Totally. There's an NFL team playing in San Diego, but that's an issue for another day, Mark. Right. <laughs> yeah. The NFL podcast. Yeah. No, uh, no Justin Herbert talk today or, uh, Latanian Tomlinson talk today, but, um, you mentioned, um, the fits and, SMU, like I, I mentioned this on the last pod, but SMU doesn't make quite as much sense on paper, but SMU has so much money that they can throw around and they have an NIL collective that's like giving players like 36 grand a year, um, just on top of everything else, all this that scholarships cover. Uh, so that's an incredible recruiting tool. They're building this huge, uh, they got like a, $50 million donations for like a back end zone complex type of thing. So my point with that is like, if you have money, that's going to make it so much easier for you to rise up in the, uh, in, in the revenue sports because you'll be able to get guys into school, um, <clears throat> who can, like you have the money to offer them, you know, um, pretty simple. And it's not like, it's not like it's, some, you know, out of the way school. It's in freaking Dallas. So. Right. Which is a, a huge market too. Which yeah. Works. Um, yeah. obviously it's, it's further east than any Pac-12 school currently is. Um, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with kind of expanding that. It, it's not like, uh, you know what I mean? Like expanding yeah, totally. the conference further and, and extending that reach a little bit. So. Well, and you've got to do with the best you've got, too. Like, right. it's not like there's all these great options out there. It's not like there's all these Notre Dames on the West Coast that are 
it's in the joint conference. Like the the two freaking LA schools left. Like you, you, it's scramble mode, you know. So getting these two, you know, potentially, um, those would be good gets in my opinion. And uh, we talked about that, and I think they would both be good for ASU football too. It's just you're, it's way easier to recruit in Dallas area if you have a team in Dallas. It's and San Diego State, I think that from a recruiting perspective, that pretty much helps the entire conference just because Southern California is the lifeblood of Pac-12 players. So, um, but yeah, any any last words, ASU conference realignment, all that? Um, not necessarily, Marcus. I think we kind of covered it all. Uh, um, yeah, interesting stuff, obviously. Keep an eye on the Pac-12 media rights stuff, how, you know, convoluted and confusing this all is. Try to yeah. make sense of what's going on. Um, but, yeah, and, and keep an eye on Jaden Rashada. It'll be hard not to, especially mm-hmm. in the spring game. Uh, well, with that, that's, uh, that's wrapping up episode 29. Uh, if you could, please like and subscribe uh, for our channel please. And with that, uh, go Devils.